Good day, everyone. Welcome to The Husk, a presentation brought to you by the Agricultural and Environmental Sciences Communications Department. I'm your host, Brent Limmer. Recently, I came across the topic of storytelling and how it affects everyone around us, including those in agriculture. After I devised up some questions, I decided to interview two knowledgeable people within the storytelling industry. First, I interviewed Scott Posey, the manager and owner of O'Neill's radio station, KBRX, the top dog in country, to better understand the importance of radio and those around it. All right, Scott, just to get started off, uh, where are you from? Uh, I was born and raised here in O'Neill, Nebraska, so I've lived here all my life. Awesome. And then uh, how did you get started in broadcasting slash radio? Well, my parents obviously owned the radio station. So uh, when I was 13, uh, my parents were gone on a trip. My sisters dropped me off out here at the station and had the guys train me and uh, been working here ever since I was 13. Uh, So did you go to college after that? Um, I did go to Hastings for about a year and a half, but uh, where I had already been working pretty much most of my life, I decided to come back and and work here at the radio station. So, unfortunately, I did not finish my college education, which I should have. So, when you first started off, like, did you see you becoming, like, the next owner, per se, of the radio station? Well, uh, when I was 13, I probably wasn't thinking about it so much, but uh, after I had went to college for a year and a half and kind of came back and and, uh, got a little more settled down, uh, I, you know, pretty much knew that uh, although I have five sisters who are also help out with the station at times throughout the year, I'm the only one here that's in O'Neill, so I pretty much knew that uh, I would kind of have to start making plans to eventually someday be the, the manager and, and uh, kind of run things here at the station. Definitely. So what would you say that has impacted you the most up to this point? Um, I guess with radio, it's it's the same day. You never have the same day two days in a row it seems like there's always something uh, new that's going on maybe it's a sports event or maybe it's severe weather which uh, means you have to be out here for 17 or 18 hours providing information or maybe it's going to doing a parade or a cruise night or something fun like that as well so I I think the best thing about my job or what kind of motivates me is the fact that uh, we're reaching listeners every day and we hear from them and whether we do something wrong or something right they pretty much let us know. Uh, how has agricultural agriculture, excuse me, impacted you personally? Well, obviously, we rely on mm-hmm. selling advertising here at the radio station Definitely. to make our business run. That's the only way we make money, and we have a number of businesses that sell ag products or ag services here in our area. But also, uh, the, from the grocery store to the jewelry store uh, to the clothing store, they also rely on our farmers and ranchers doing well because the majority of the people that live here in our area are involved in agriculture one way or another. So agriculture definitely impacts. We wouldn't be where we're at today if it wasn't for agriculture. Uh, is there any story that has, like, stuck with you, like, since you've been in broadcasting and radio? Well, I guess just hearing from our listeners, uh, when my when my father purchased the station back in 1959, he made it clear to the employees that it was not our radio station. It was the listeners' radio station. So if somebody wanted the phone number for the hospital or the phone number for the city hall, uh, rather than say, why don't you just look it up on the phone book? His big theory was when they call here and want something, we're going to get it for them. And we've held true to that to this day. Um, sometimes we've been called the Google, uh, the Google of the area, but uh, obviously with Google available now, we don't get near the number of calls that we used to, but we still get quite a few calls for people either wanting some information 
maybe about an event going on or still wanting a phone number for uh, for the hospital or for the awesome. bakery or for somewhere that they uh, need to get a hold of. Sweet. So how important is it that we tell people stories accurately? Uh, I think it's very important. Um, obviously here, if, if we make up a fib, uh, we're going to get called for it right away because pretty much everybody knows what's going on here in our area. Uh, but obviously on the national scene, uh, there's a number of resources available now for news where back in the good old days it might have just been uh, the Associated Press or United Press International and maybe the Omaha World Herald were kind of the big news sources that you got your national news from. But today now with the resources available, uh, and we we continue to, to check. We carry ABC News for national news. We continue to listen and monitor them to make sure that we're giving our listeners a news product that is uh, telling the truth and, and is giving them the honest news. Definitely. Has that happened before, like locally, like the news? Um, obviously, we've made a mistake yeah. here or there or maybe, you know, had some misinformation. But uh, as always, our listeners are pretty quick to give us a call if we do something right. <laughs> I and also give that. us a call if we do something wrong, <laughs> even if it's pronouncing their kid's name on the birthday club. <laughs> I would believe that. Uh, what do you think needs to be improved about storytelling and broadcasting? Um, I think, you know, like we said, back in the good old days, it was just we, we turned on the radio station at 6 in the morning, and mm-hmm. at 10 o'clock at night we powered it off. But now we have our website, uh, we have Facebook, we have Twitter, Instagram, all of those different sources. So I think... Uh, just finding ways to communicate with our listeners, um, not only via radio, but also all the other uh, media possibilities that there are with social media and with our website and things like that. So I think that's important that we just keep that up to date and fresh, and we try to post new stuff on there every day. Awesome. Uh, this is kind of a side one, I guess, but what else have you done professionally within like the whole realm of just like your place here in O'Neill? Sure. Um, Obviously, working at the radio station, uh, back in the, a few years back, we also had uh, two dance trailers here that we did okay. wedding dances and anniversary dances and stuff. Uh, so we were running two systems a weekend, and I did quite a bit of that. Uh, also, uh, I used to announce rodeo. I still announce a couple of rodeos a year, the whole county fair and the O'Neill Summerfest rodeo. But back uh, 10 or 12 years ago, I used to do about anywhere from 15 to 20 rodeos a year, along with about 30 to 40 dances a year. So... I was uh, pretty busy there, but uh, you, when you start looking forward to the weekend and then you realize everybody's going to do something fun on the weekend and you're having to go work, I kind of had to back off from a few of those things and take yeah. a little time to do some fishing and golfing and spend time with my family. For sure. All right, so then do you have any, any advice for students or anybody out there that might be interested in radio or broadcasting? Yeah. I, obviously, I think you hear a lot of people say, well, is radio going to survive anymore? Well, uh, as long as we provide something that you can't get from Google or from uh, Twitter or Facebook or something like that, I think that's what we really need to do is to focus on finding out what you want to hear, what you want us to report on, uh, providing the information that you're not going to get from, from outside sources. So that's why we, uh, we strive to be very local. Um, we A lot of radio stations go to what they call voice tracking now to where they don't even have a live announcer on the air. Uh, we we're live from five in the morning till six at night, Monday through Friday, Saturdays and Sundays from about 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. We do have live people on the radio. Obviously, overnights, we don't really have uh, the resources to have an employee stay overnight, but we do use a satellite company, so we do have disc jockeys that aren't here on overnight. But we try to make sure that we stay as live as local and we can. 
and whether it's putting on your lost dog or uh, giving somebody a recipe that they heard on uh, from my home to yours, we uh, we want to make sure we get it for them. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Anything else you'd like to add? Or well, I think just my, you know my dad's theory from 1959, where it's not our radio station, it's the listeners, still stands true today, and that's what we try to. That's what we try to do to make KBRX a little bit different than other radio stations. After interviewing Scott Posey, I better understood and appreciated the nature of radio and how it works around us. This is when I decided to interview someone on the much less experienced side than Scott Posey. And that's when I found the recent college graduate, Riley Kalb. Riley was recently an intern at, in a new hire at the advertising agency, Bader Rudder. I asked her more about herself, what it was like working for Bader Rudder, and as well as the importance of agriculture within her future career. Uh, where are you from? I am from uh, Watauga, Illinois. It's a really, really small town, um, 850 people, kind of place where you don't really stop at the stop signs, and there's Casey's Pizza if you want food, and that's about it. But, yeah, love, love my small town in Illinois. Awesome, awesome. And so by my understanding, you had an internship at Bader Rudder. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yes. So I started at Beta Rudder in uh, this last summer, uh, summer of 2018, and I was working up in their headquarter office in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and I was a Corteva PR intern. Um, so I helped with um, the different employees that worked for Corteva advertising and public relations things that they did, and uh, I was there for the summer. It was fantastic. Awesome. Awesome. So where did you see like your career going from that or like what benefits did Beta Rudder bring to you? Well, I guess one of the great opportunities I had working at Beta Rudder was that they actually have a Lincoln office location. So I was able to continue working with them during the school year while I completed my degree at the University of Nebraska Lincoln and uh, it was really, really great to supplement what I was learning in class and also to continue on with a great company, learning from people who really know the ins and outs of agricultural communication and how to make um, really, really great materials that um, on behalf of huge companies like Corteva AgriScience. Definitely. Uh, what has impacted you the most up to this point in your career slash education and everything like that? I think the fact that Agricultural communication, this major at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, really pushes you to go outside of your comfort zone to um, interview scientists, to um, write stories and learn different various communication skills um, and apply them while you're in school. And then uh, with that application that you are required to do an internship, but, it, you know, it's like a fun requirement. You don't have to... Uh, you can find something that you're really, really interested in. And I was interested in strategic communication um, and applying that in agriculture. So it was a great fit. But I love that this major really pushes you to go get experiences and doing that outside of the classroom. Awesome. So what would you say would be like one of the hardest thing that, that you had to like overcome throughout your educational experience? I think the hardest thing, how kind of how I talked about doing things outside of the classroom, is juggling that time commitment that does exist. Um, finding times, coordinating things with scientists and various, you know, people like you know, can sometimes be really, really difficult. Um, but it also proves to be really, really rewarding after that. You learn a lot about science firsthand from people that a lot of students don't get the opportunity to just interview and learn about the cool things that are going on at the university. And... Uh, I think that's a something that definitely sets our program apart. 
Uh, what would be the best advice that you were given while in that undergrad educational experience? I think it really is to... The best advice would be to pursue all opportunities that, you know, really, really get you excited because you'll you'll learn a lot from them, regardless of if you actually, you know, fully like it, but you'll learn a lot um, along the way. And I think it was also, I guess, another great advice piece would be to connect with your professors and people around you because those networks are super important. Um, one of the faculty members here in our program actually connected me with the opportunity at Beta Rudder, and it was instrumental in reaching what I wanted to do in my career goals. And um, people like that look out for you, and I didn't even realize that kind of job was exactly what I wanted. So it was really, really, really great. Definitely. Kind of back to now our like agricultural and storytelling kind of side. Mm -hmm. um, how has ag impacted you personally? I, so I didn't grow up on a farmer ranch. Also, Illinois, there's no ranches. <laughs> there's, the soil is so good that you better grow stuff everywhere you can. Um, anyway, but I didn't grow, I didn't grow up with an agricultural background. I actually fell in love with ag through FFA and the challenges and professional development that exist in that organization. My uh, FFA advisor was instrumental in my interest in agriculture. And so then when I came to college, I wanted to combine my interests for agriculture and communications together and it kind of worked out really really well in this major um but I guess I guess I've fallen in love with agriculture along the way like learning about how it feeds the world and you know puts the clothes on your back and fuels the cars that we drive every day it like impacts us all and more people should know about that and that was one of the reasons I really wanted to be a part of the conversation because I realized how important it was and it was something it was an industry worth fighting for and making a difference in even if I only did a small part every day awesome uh so how would you say that relates to again your career path I think my my perspective is that uh, hmm. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> What was the question again? Uh, so kind of how would the impacts and all of the experiences you had within the agricultural sector, how would you say that impacted your outlook and okay. like where you see yourself in 5, 10, 20 years? I think especially in agricultural communication, it gives you a ton of opportunities to do what you want. It gives you the not necessarily job security, but like the job security to do different things because you, especially in this program, you grow so many different skills that you can kind of choose the path you go on. So right now I'm super interested in strategic communication, you know, writing things for brands. I'm very, you know, excited to be working, um, not for, I mean, for Beta Rudder that works for Corteva AgriScience. Um, and I, I guess that flexibility is really, really, really cool, and it'll give me different opportunities throughout my life if I choose to do anything else. So from all of those experiences that you've had, what would you say would be kind of in a roundabout way, I guess, uh, like the best storyline that you've had to cover or the best, like, help me out here. Okay, I'll change. Okay, so I would say the things that I write are not always glamorous, right, yeah. to the average person. But it makes 
it it makes someone's operation better. You know, learning tips about how to I, I do a lot of like weed identification blog posts that are available for growers and to be able to identify weed that's in your field that could be potentially cause, you know, huge issues. If you tackle that early, um, that can make a diff- difference in yield and further problems down the road. So I think um, everything I write does have a purpose. And at Bader Rudder, we focus on everything, like everything has a purpose and knowing what that purpose is when you're writing it. And so even though my piece right now is small and as I grow in the agency, um, I, you know, I'll get more responsibility and whatnot, but I can still see that that responsibility to share a message is super important. Definitely. So how important would you say that agricultural storytelling is to you? To me personally, I think sharing, well, not only sharing the story of agriculture is important to people, but people who are in agriculture have specific needs of stories they need to hear, if that makes sense. And every every story that we tell through advertising or a news release or however that storytelling may look, it it all has a goal. You know, it has a goal to maybe sell someone on something or get pique their interest or build awareness about a brand. So they yeah, they all have they all have a goal, you know? Definitely. Um what do you think needs to be improved with agricultural storytelling? Well, you could tell stories in many ways. So I think I think sharing authentic messaging that relates to people is something that the agricultural industry is moving toward. I think that's something that is definitely I don't know, improving and being authentic. A lot of the time people just wanted to sell a brand by look, you know, it'll it'll save you, you know, this this herbicide will save you from all these different weeds sort of thing. And that can help, but relating to someone's true emotions and showing them why this brand cares about you is so much more powerful than just the weeds it controls up in front because everyone did that. Everyone has done that already and appealing to people's emotions is what really can sell a brand. Definitely. So would you have anything else to add that the audience might want to hear? I guess that agricultural storytelling is something that is definitely going to change throughout the years. And the the direction it's going right now is really important. And relating to people on multiple platforms when you create content is key. And so if you make something like this interview, right, um, you can share this um, if we, you know, threw a camera up somewhere, that could be easy social content. We're putting it in a podcast. Um, you could take my transcription and write an article about it later. Having like multiple um, avenues to share a message is really important. And I think the agricultural industry is like is catching up and is totally doing those sorts of things. So it's a really exciting time to not only be in PR, but also advertising and any other creative role that's creating content for ag. After sitting down with both of my interviewees, I have come to the conclusion that there are thousands of opportunities around us for creating content for agriculture, whether that be through radio or through some sort of advertising and social media. Storytelling is one of the oldest forms of communication, and clearly it works. As long as people want to continue to listen and learn new information about a certain subject or something local to them, media and storytelling can only continue to grow. This has been an episode of The Husk, a presentation by the Agricultural and Environmental Sciences Communication Department. I'm your host, Brent Limmer.